How the hell are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Mark? I'm better now. I was falling asleep putting the kids to bed upstairs. Are your kids, are they asleep? The girls are asleep. And yeah, I've been sleeping myself all weekend. What the heck? And I was certain that I was going to fall asleep during the bedtime routine and somehow managed to not. You pulled through. Because when you fall asleep, it's like it kind of ruins everything. Yeah. And if you're like me, like the moments leading up to like the bedtime routine, like during bath and stuff, I'm kind of going over my head like, okay, I can do this thing and then I can do that thing and then I'll sit down and I'll watch this TV show. Whatever. You're just planning out (laughs) the few things you're going to do with the last couple of hours that you have. And then you put your kids to bed and then you almost fall asleep and then you drag yourself downstairs and you're like, I'm not... I'm not doing anything. You watch about 10 minutes of that TV show and you're out for the night. Uh, yeah. And then I'm asleep on the couch and then I, and I wake up at one in the morning and I go, oh, wow, where am I? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is Modern Dadhood. It's an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. My name's Adam Flaherty. I'm a father of two daughters who are seven and a half and four and a half. And who are you, my friend? My name is Mark Checkett. And I am a dad to twin three-and-a-half-year-old boys. I'm three-and-a-half. I'm three-and-a-half. They've, they've had a lot of attitude lately. I'm three-and-a-half. <laughs> that's not, they haven't said that specifically. But Don't forget the how, half. That's how they say a lot of things. <laughs> just yelling at you. Yeah. Uh, just yell. Stop. Oh, there's attitude they, here, too. I'm really, I'm really tired of it. We didn't get away with yelling at our parents when we were three-and-a-half years old. Did we? I don't think so. I mean, mom, if you're listening, feel free to write in and tell me (laughs) that I'm wrong. But I don't think I did a whole heck of a lot of yelling at my parents at that age. Maybe I've yelled, but the attitude, you know, I might say something like, hey, are you done? Are you done eating dinner yet? Because I see that you're starting to play with your food a little bit. Maybe you're done. You know, and then I'm not done. <laughs> it's, it's like the like, Chris Farley thing when he's dressed up yeah. like a, a woman <laughs> with the other girl. Yeah. Lay off me. I'm starving. I'm starving. <laughs> yes. It's kind of uh, like that. Actually, it's funny you say that because I feel like one of my sons always reminds me actually of Chris Farley <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or like a terrible thing. I'm not sure. It's got to be the comedy chops, right? It's yeah, it's yeah, it's the comedy chops and the round face (laughs) like that. This is probably a good time to remind listeners that we we do a lot of talking, Mm -hmm. but we are not experts on anything to do with being fathers at all. You don't think that's just clear? I hope it's clear, (laughs) but I know that there's like this might be somebody's first episode and I don't want them coming in thinking that they're going to get sound like fatherhood parenting advice from us yeah Yeah, no no because we are a couple of dinks a couple of uh a couple of yanks over here (laughs) you know i think um if if you are a new listener you can just go ahead and put your pad and your pen down because you're not you're not going to take anything away from this you're you're just you're going to just here's what you're going to get you're going to feel a little better knowing that there are other people 
in this world that also have no idea what they're doing and are uh, a little frustrated at the end of most evenings. And we welcome you to be a part of it with us. Come, commiserate. (laughs) Today's guest is someone who's near and dear to our show. Uh, This is a person who hears every episode of Modern Dadhood before even our wives do. He is a sound engineer. He's a musician, a composer. He's a father of two. And his name is Pete Morse. And Pete's going to join us in just a few minutes. And as his name would lead you to think, the rest of the episode is actually going to be in Morse code. So those of you that made it that far in uh, Cub Scouts, congratulations. You're going to enjoy this one. Mars, Marche, uh, Adam, Adam Jehoshaphat. Uh, I understand that you and your wife had a kid-free outing recently. The first overnight kid-free outing ever for us since since children. And if you were paying attention at the beginning of the episode, you'll know that that's about three and a half years since we've done that. You guys have done like dinner dates and stuff. You just haven't done an overnight. That's right. We've not. Yeah. And, and more so than going to sleep, we were looking forward to waking up you mm-hmm. know, and not having to immediately go to, you know, volume 10, 110 miles an hour craziness, trying to sip a cup of coffee while you're you know, kids crawling around on you and uh, the TV's already on and all that nonsense. So that, that was great. And you're just not immediately in service to somebody else. Right. Right. Naturally, naturally, my wife still woke up at like 5 a.m. Same, same with me. I can't, um, I woke up at 5 a.m. when she did. Really? We, so we said, we said, let's let Mark sleep. <laughs> little bit longer and i'm so and i'm so appreciative of that you guys uh yeah it was huge it was it was huge i uh huge it was was huge we went for two nights so it was two nights away and uh we're, we're lucky in that we had the person that was previously our nanny she babysat the kids while we were gone so they were in heaven the kids they had the best weekend right so we knew like the sort of guilty like oh we're leaving the kids like that wasn't there. We were just like, the kids are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. We're going to have an amazing time. And, uh, and we did, it was fantastic. We went out to a little place up near like Winnipesaukee. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Winnipesaukee. Winnipesaukee. <laughs> it <laughs> reminds me of the scene from Wayne's world from Wayne's world <laughs> with yeah, Alice it, Cooper. Yeah. Milwaukee. <laughs> so my brain went there immediately. Is that anywhere near Titicaca? Yeah. It's just, but it's just south. <laughs> I will say this. We were excited to come home, but it was also really hard to come back knowing that we were going to have to basically just like jump right back into it with both feet. I missed them and I wanted to be with them. Um, and we did like a FaceTime at one point. Yeah. And uh, one of one of them in particular was he was looking kind of sad. And I was like, what's up, buddy? What's going on? And he goes, I want to give you a hug. Oh, and I was like, well, that's a, that's a stab right in the old, right in the old heart meat. Was that uh, Chris Farley or was the other Chris son? Farley. It was the other one. It was, it was, it was David Spade. 
Nice. It was okay. my son, David Spade, not my son, Chris Farley. Um, so that hurt, that hurt a little bit. That was like, didn't expect it, you know? Um, so that was really sweet. Um, but yeah, I was really excited to just give him, I was really excited to give him a big hug when, when we got back home, I was really excited for that. But I was also kind of just like not looking forward to the 110 mile an hour craziness. Instant chaos. Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to that part of it, but, but I missed him. Missed him a lot. Did you bring a guitar? I didn't. I thought about it, but I, I wanted to be like, that's a very like me thing mm-hmm. that I do for me. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be present with Jamie uh, while we were there. You know, it was, it was an us thing. I was thoughtful. I'm fucking thoughtful. I'm like really nice. I'm a really nice guy. Yeah. You know, the other thing about me that's great is that I'm really humble about it. You know, <laughs> you are, you're a very yeah. humble guy. Thanks for noticing. Cause it's like, I could people- say that you're a kind, considerate, thoughtful person yeah. and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, yeah, you know, I am really thoughtful. Yeah. No, That's I not mean, at you at all. No, not me at all, but I am. And you're right. And thanks for <laughs> noticing it. And you know, people don't say it enough. I try to say it. <laughs> about your, people don't say it about themselves or about you. Me, about me. Yeah. They should say it about me more. Man, you're a real treat. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, here's an interesting thing about our guest today. I have never met him and I've never spoken with him before. So this is going to be my first interaction with Pete Morse. That's interesting. Is that a little bonkers? Because he has heard my luscious voice a lot. He spent hours listening to you. Way more than anybody ever should listen to my voice. But I've, I've never I've never heard his that's funny. And I had never considered that because I've known him for a long time. I work with him periodically outside of the show. Uh, he does audio mixing for my video work. So it's weird to me. Weird to me that you never have never even spoken with him. Yeah, that's why when you brought this up, I was like, that would be great. I would love to chat with him. <laughs> yeah, don't. I know his name very well, but I don't know a lot about the real Pete Morse, the man behind the board. So Pete Morse is a fantastic guitar player. He's played for years with uh, an old friend of mine named Pete Kilpatrick. Pete plays lead guitar in Pete Kilpatrick's band. But Pete also has a recording studio and mixing studio in his house that he's, he's built out the studio. So he's a sound engineer. He's a musician, a composer, a songwriter, a husband, uh, a father to two daughters, just like me. And I think they're roughly the same age. And, uh, and he's a great dude. So let's welcome him to the conversation. Hey, Pete, how's it going? Hey, <laughs> how's it going there? Good, yeah, good, good to good. be with you guys. You look healthy. I thank you. I'm doing well in my old age. How's your summer been? Uh, my summer has been uh, fantastic. I've been playing a lot of music, hanging out with the kids a bunch, and being able to, uh, you know, get away here and there. It's been it's been excellent. Yeah, it's a good time of year to be playing live music outside in in Portland, Maine, down by the water. So as a fellow girl dad, I'm guessing, Pete, that you and I probably are experiencing some of the same stuff in our lives right now. But maybe you could take a minute to share a little bit about your family. 
Yeah, so um, I have two uh, lovely ladies. I have Piper and Molly. Piper is younger. She's almost five years old, and Molly is almost seven. They have a, a fantastic mom. My wife, Karen, she's just a fantastic mother, so I'm very lucky in that regard. Shout out. In, in, yeah, it is a little bit of a shout out, but uh, just being able to hang out with my, my girls, uh, especially having the business at home. And, um, that's been like a huge, uh, perk of, you know, sort of building the business at home is just being able to have that one-on-one time sort of with my kids and, and sort of not be too far removed from them. But, um, they're awesome. They're, you know, they're surprising me with how well they're able to just navigate, uh, most situations. It's, it's been really cool. So you just mentioned this, you built this business. So that's Red Vault Audio. And I think, I think our listeners are going to know that name pretty well because they hear it in every episode, as long as they stick to the end of the episode. Do you think our listeners, you think think they're sticking to the end? I hope so. But so, okay. So, and Adam has told me a little bit about this, but you've built this amazing uh, recording and mixing studio in your house or, or, or just off the side of your house or something like that. Right. And, but I know that you've also had studios outside of your home. So I just wonder if you can tell us a little bit about the path that led you to building this studio in your home. Because it, it like, I, I imagine it's not just because you didn't want like a commute anymore. Right. What was that? What was that process like for you? And, and, and what led, what led to that, that decision it seems like a big decision. Well, well, first of all, I'm a homebody. I love to just kind of putz around uh, at my house. So I started Busted Barn Recording, which was, you know, the incarnation before I started Red Vault. Um, And I started that up in Freeport, Maine. From there, it kind of evolved uh, to building out my apartment in Portland, you know, moved all my gear into my apartment at the time, then moved to Halo Studios in Wyndham. And the fourth place that I had my studio was I moved it to uh, St. John Street in the old railroad building. Kind of the reason why I wanted to shift it to my house is I just felt, um, especially in this business, with a profession that you absolutely adore, it leads to you staying at work, you know, longer than you probably should. And you get carried away with mm-hmm. stuff. You know, you just get wrapped up in these these uh, projects. And before you know it, it's, you know, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. And you should have been home four hours ago. <laughs> so it was something that I wanted to kind of get away from uh, as soon as I knew that my wife was pregnant with uh, our first child. I just wanted to be a little bit more accessible. So... In developing the studio, um, you know, I've I've created my own hours where I'm able to help out with the girls in the morning. I work all day. Um, I am, you know, responsible for certain things like picking them up from school and whatnot, bringing them home. But, you know, once they go down, I have a good three to four hours where I work by myself, which is very productive. I've really wanted to build a space that I could feel completely comfortable in and know sounds amazing and I trust. I know that when when I'm working from home, 
I can basically assume, at least with my girls at this age, you know, seven and four, that I'm going to lose some of my productivity during like traditional business hours just as a function of being home and them, you know, being home, getting ready for school, coming home from school. So I find myself putting in time in the early morning, like before the kids are up or after bedtime, like right now when we're recording. So how does that work for you? Do you try to set clear boundaries or does it tend to kind of like blend together and you find like productive hours when you can? Um, I work at night usually. Um, I'm not much of a morning person. I try and cut off at 11 o'clock, um, but it's three hours that is that I'm able to get a lot done. It's been very challenging, you know, over these last, what, year and a half, two years. I don't know how long this COVID crap's been going on, but, uh, yeah, you know, everybody's been home. So there have been a lot of frozen dance parties in my studio. Uh, a lot of the girls <laughs> just will break in here. And um, over this past year, it's just been a lot of interruptions. It's been very difficult sort of to sometimes, you know, when I get into projects, I'm pretty locked in and whatnot. And um, I have two doors uh, here that separate the studio from the house. But, you know, the girls come in here all the time. I mean, it's funny you bring this up because I, I wanted to ask, like, I mean, obviously the work that you do is very sound sensitive, very noise sensitive, right? So I, and you're talking about your kids kind of coming in, especially during COVID when they're, when they're home more than they maybe normally would be during, you know, maybe afternoon working hours, but they must've come in at just the wrong time before, right? I mean, has, is that is that something that you've got to deal with regularly? And, and and I guess almost furthermore, like you said, your kids are, are five and seven. Like, are they are they at a point where you can sort of sit them down and explain to them why they can't? How do you navigate that? They don't understand that. That's uh, that is something that is very challenging <laughs> to. Yeah. Um, especially my oldest uh, will come in and she'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I know daddy's, daddy's got to work, you know? Oh, oh really? You're <laughs> yeah. mixing the new yeah. Guster record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that we're going to be listening yeah. to into yeah. the unknown right now, yeah. actually. But, you know, I think, I think before this COVID time, I mean, I didn't have that problem really during the week at all. Um, you know, I would work, yeah. I work sometimes on the weekends, but I think we've all had to kind of adapt to, dealing with this then at the same time i mean i'm just i'm happy to be able to be comfortable at my house doing what i love and i always picture that in the back of my mind because it's actually pretty great that i have that luxury you mentioned you know that everybody's had to adapt in a lot of different ways so here's a question that that our listeners might find helpful one of the ways that so many of us have had to adapt during COVID is that we're spending tons of time in meetings on Zoom. I wonder if, as an audio person, you have any pointers <laughs> for people on how to get like a little bit more out of their Zoom meetings in terms of their sound, like thinking specifically about like any microphones you recommend, anything that you that people like should not do or like mic placement or that sort of thing. 
can we pick your brain on that a little bit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Zoom audio is horrendous. Um, and it's been very interesting to kind of figure that out to try and make that sound presentable um, when you're doing any sort of media. You really need to think about the environment that you're in. So if you're recording something and you're in a huge noisy space or you have like your air conditioner on or you have, if you can hear a bunch of background noise that the signal to noise ratio is going to be off. And it's great when you have any sort of a mic that you can use. If you have some sort of a USB mic, um, the closer that you can get, as long as you're not yelling, you're not overloading the mic signal going into your computer, you know, you have better signal to noise ratio. You're not hearing a lot of the outside sound. The other thing that you can do is kind of rig the room a little bit. So it's a little, you know, it's more dead. I mean, the easiest thing to do would be to place your laptop on some sort of a, you know, like a blanket, a sweatshirt or something to kind of Hmm. get it away from the vibrations of the room. The table is kind of a conductor for energy, which kind of moves to the computer, then it picks up the mic and, you know, it's hard to really tell that. But if you can decouple the computer from that, it it does help. If you're doing anything for um, any sort of podcast, any sort of media um, where it's going to be saved and replayed and whatnot, just try and move into a quiet space. You know, it's a great space, your car. If you have internet, if you can get internet in your car, like if you're, if you're at your house and you can get the internet from there, or you can tether onto your, uh, your phone, your car is pretty, pretty quiet. All things considered. I've got a question for you. So you're, you, you got this home studio, you've got two kids, they see you, they come into the studio, they see you during engineering sessions. And I imagine playing live music and and all of that have either of them expressed interest in picking up an instrument, maybe following in your footsteps at all? Is that, is that something that you uh, have experienced at all yet with them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Molly, more than my youngest daughter, Piper, um, she's been way into it and it's cool to have her come in and see what I do and play the guitar and um, come to gigs and, you know, sit in the front row and just totally into it. And then she'll come back here, use some of, you know, what she's learned from the ukulele. And then she's, you know, starting to write her own lyrics and stuff like that. So it's been really cool to see her try to create these songs and, in my studio, there was a bunch of neighborhood kids that would come in here and we do ukulele class. This was basically uh, every class I gave, I would do it for beer. Um, for her, with this ukulele class, these are all neighbors that live really close to us. So they are always over all the time. So when they get together, they write songs together. And um, before uh, Molly really knew how to write, you know, she'd tell me what she wanted to say in her song and I'd write them out for her and she would (laughs) sort of improvise it. But, uh, it's been, it's been really awesome to see her trying to express herself with music. I I don't want to just expect them to love music. I don't want to expect them to love to play a certain instrument Kids get get to a certain age, and you're just like, oh yeah, well, they're gonna learn the piano, 
Um, I remember when I, uh, I think it was fourth grade. Um, my mom was like, you know, you're going to play the saxophone. I was like, oh, okay. And so I learned the saxophone and then I, you know, got to eighth grade and I was like, you know, fuck the saxophone. I want to play guitar. <laughs> and so I don't want to be a parent that really forces anything on my kids. I'm not going to say you're going to play the saxophone for, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to be that parent, but I want to be able to provide them the opportunities to see what they like and what works for them. And, um, it's been, uh, a learning process for me as a parent to or also talk to my wife, Karen, in terms of how we want to proceed with their education in music, if that's what they want to do. Well, it's cool what you're doing with the neighborhood kids. Um, it's a really amazing thing that you're offering. People can find more about you, Pete, and about Red Vault Audio at redvaultaudio.com. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? You want people to email you um, or to find you on social media? Yeah, I don't, I suck at social media. Just email me. I'm not, a, I'm not good on the phone either. So yeah, I mean, in, in terms of a plug for the business, I'm just, the majority of the stuff that I do is post-production related. Therefore I'm working with pre-recorded audio and trying to enhance their sound as best I can. Well, we can certainly attest that you take our recordings and make us sound as good as you can. And we realize <laughs> that we're not always able to give you the very most crisp and clear sound. So thank you for all that you do for Mark and for me. We're so grateful that you've been a part of this for as long as you have. I do it because I admire what you and Mark are doing. Um, I think it's a subject that is very important, I feel like, for all dads to understand how important their role is in their child's development. I think it really helps us dads, you know, kind of stay on track and realize what's important in life. So thank you. All right, man. Nice to see you. Have a great night. Thanks for doing it, Pete. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. This is the segment of our episode where we do a recurring segment. And I know like we're over 50 episodes in and we are due to shake things up a little bit. I know yeah. we are. Yeah. But before we shake things up, I know that you have. Uh, did I just say that? Why do I always say that's, it when it's your my, thing to it's say? It's my thing. It's 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 one of the few things I've brought to this this modern data <laughs> table is, is the fact that I say this. I'm sorry to t- try to oh, always try to take that away from you. I'm sorry. That's all right. I deserve it. Mark, I understand that you have an <laughs> that you have <clears throat> a. Did I just say that out loud to share with us? Can I toss it over to you? So here, here's okay. So a lot of these in this segment are things, and I think parents find them themselves in this position a lot. Things get a little chaotic, a little crazy. Things are happening fast. Something goes down, and you 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 say something, and afterwards you're like, "Ugh, oh, did I just say that out loud?" Hence the name of the the segment. In this instance, I knew that I was about to say a did I just say that out loud? I had to say it anyway. It wasn't it wasn't a chaotic moment. It was actually kind of like a a quiet 
almost serene moment. We were, we, it was, I was in the bathroom with just one of my kids and uh, the bath was already drawn, sudsy, bubbly, and what nice was the temp? Nice and warm, uh, a nice, a nice 82 degrees. Okay. Is that too hot for a child? I am I going to go, am I going to get in trouble? I don't know. As long as the, they don't come out with burn marks, I think you're probably okay. They usually dip a toe in first and they let me know. Um, and, and, um, he had already brushed his teeth, you know, it was, things were going well. It was calm. It was not a chaotic moment. And he's got these, um, Paw Patrol underpants. Okay. You're familiar with Paw Patrol? Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with underpants? Mm, Less so. Okay. So, well, you kind of know what I'm talking about then. So he's got these Paw Patrol underpants and it's, it's time to take them off because he's going to get in the, in the, in the bath. So, uh, I say, Hey. Hey, don't forget your underpants. So he takes them off. And when he does, I see his penis. Okay. <laughs> as you, as you would. Yeah, of course. And, um, and this is what I say. I take a minute. And then I, in that minute, I think to myself, this is going to be a, did I just say that out loud? And I say, Hey buddy, why is your penis blue? Uh Oh, and then I, and then I, and then I called for mommy because <laughs> I was like, I don't hold on a second here. I'm not familiar with this situation. And you uh, thought that she who doesn't have one of her own <laughs> might have the explanation. I thought maybe, you know how sometimes it's like, if you go, you go outside to get a non-expert, you know, <laughs> sure. opinion on something. Let me see his worst um, hands blue at all. No. And so, and so I, I say, Hey, Hey mommy, Hey mommy. Um, Hey, come here real quick. And she takes one look and she goes, Oh, it's those underpants. Was he wearing the Paw Patrol underpants? And I said, yeah. And she said, yeah, this, this has happened a couple of times. I guess there's a a particular, they're new, they're new, they're new underpants. And so I guess they haven't been washed enough times. Some of the dye or something or, or, or something in them like Mm. comes off on your skin. I don't like this. No. And this is negligence. No, I mean, his, his poor tiny (laughs) three and a half year old penis. This was just the tip of it was bright blue oh. and, and, I, and i and i i she goes it's gonna come off in the bath and then like walks away and i'm like why are you not more concerned about this but i dip him in the bath and it it disappears into the bath but for about three four maybe five seconds i was very concerned and very confused yeah i can understand that yeah but like also, that's you know, the big problem. Like that, that has to happen to other. Have you looked at Amazon reviews or anything like that? I, I, <laughs> that's a, I this really, is a big problem. I haven't really investigated. And it I, can't I be the only ones. I don't want to sully the good name of Paw Patrol either. But you know, also like anybody can buy the license, right? So this this really this could be very far removed from the, the oh, yeah. main the main Paw Patrol brand. So no, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming after Paw Patrol right now, but, but yeah, it was, uh, it's worth, it is, I guess it is worth looking into. Well, yeah. And of course, yeah, it's whatever third party clothing manufacturer makes those. 
But the Paw Patrol brand mm-hmm. should know about this. They right? should. I mean, how do you how do you start that? What do you put in the subject line of that email? You I know? think I think you put no subject, no oh. no body of the message, <laughs> and it's just a picture. That's all it's you put a- in. <laughs> I think I feel like that might get me into more trouble. But what about what if it's like a what if it's like remember like Dear Abby, you know, and uh, and and the, they always they never signed the letters like with a name, but it was always like it yeah. was like a, a little pithy kind of sleepless so what, in Seattle. Exactly right. What if it's like what if it's like uh, uh, what if it's like <laughs> <laughs> blue penis in Epping? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so little investigative work for me to do still, I think maybe there uh, into this said third party underpants maker. But, uh, that was it. Did I just say that out loud? Well, thanks. That was deeply personal. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. I, here's the thing that I know for a fact, my son later in life will absolutely hate me for telling the story. Oh, there's plenty of stories in the last 52 episodes that he's going to be none too pleased to relive. Yeah, probably. I feel like that one's going to rise to the top, though. Anyway, you're welcome. Well, friends, this has been another episode of Modern Dadhood. You can find Modern Dadhood wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. That might be Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon iHeart, Tickle Casts, Pocket Ears, Pod War, Warlock, Podsy, Podzer, Podtube. <laughs> Some of these are things. There's no question. But wherever you listen, <laughs> please leave us a rating and a review and tell a friend about Modern Dadhood if you're really digging it. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We've we've got those. Those are there. Buy yourself or a friend a Modern Dadhood t-shirt or dad hoodie. They're comfortable and fashionable. And you can write us an email at heyhey at moderndadhood.com. Just write in and, and tell us what one of your favorite guests was on the show. Thank you, as always, to Casper Baby Pants and to Spencer Albee for the music in Modern Dadhood. Thank you to Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio for mixing our show and for being our guest today. And over to you, Mark, for the final thank you. And thank you for listening.